And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander and another tough, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors. In fact, as I have the Leaf game also up in front of me, a tough, tough night for all Toronto teams, it would appear. But your Toronto Raptors lose 114 to 104 and that score is very deceiving. Let's be honest, that was a brutal game for the Raps. Still without five regulars, including three of their top players. Pascal, Fred, and OG still out on the COVID health and safety protocol list. And the Raptors, I mean, 114-104 to 104 makes that sound like it was a close game. But in what some would call garbage time, Raps finished on a 20-3 run. To make it look somewhat respectable. But either way, the Raps have lost four games in a row. Four games in a row. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this Wrap It Up podcast. Your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Nights like this, we call this podcast a safe space. For you, Raptors fans, to air your grievances. To voice your concerns. To let it all out. Tell me how you feel after a loss like this. Because this is definitely the toughest stretch of the season. Because we know the team's not healthy. And it's a tough situation. But as mentioned, every team in the league at some point. I shouldn't say every team. But most teams in the league have had a stretch like this. Where, you know, whether it's injury or whether it's a health and safety protocols. They've been missing a bunch of players, and this is just a tough stretch for the Raps right now, and they're feeling it. Their their lack of depth is really showing at this point, and this team, it's tough to watch because this doesn't look like the Raptors team that we're used to because it's not the Raptors team that we're used to, but with their fourth loss in a row, okay, first off, they haven't lost four in a row under Nick Nurse. That's never happened, but this stat shouts to my guys Sportsnet stats. Raptors have gone over four years without suffering a four-game losing streak. That is 309 games. The next highest total, okay, active record, the Clippers, 148. That's just showing where this Raptors organization has been for the past however many years. That we're seeing things that we haven't seen in a long time. In terms of this Raptors team right now, on the outside looking in of the playoffs, past the halfway mark, and just struggling. And can you really compare this team to what the team normally would be? Probably not. Right? Like, normally, you know, with Fred, with Pascal, with OG, this is a much better team. You know that. But it's a reality check of just the difference in what this season really is because that this game tonight you're going against a team like the Hornets who a lot of people at the start of the year weren't really sure about the Hornets and a bunch of the moves that they made in terms of signing Gordon Hayward to a big time contract also drafting LaMelo Ball who a lot of people I feel were hit or miss I mean I was on the LaMelo train but I get why people were very hit or miss on Mr. Ball and what 
he meant or what he could mean to this team in terms of the Charlotte Hornets, but it's worked out for them. And in this game, Mr. LaMelo Ball, he showed and proved why this team has been playing a whole lot better since they've inserted him into the starting lineup. LaMelo Ball's final stats in this game, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, but this on 7 of 11 shooting, 6 of 9 from 3, the 3-pointers were just going crazy. And if you're the Toronto Raptors, there's not much you can do when a team comes out like the Hornets did in that first quarter and they were just going crazy. I look at the notes and I kept updating the run and the run was 11 to 2, 14 to 2, 19 to 2, 25 to 4. I mean, the Raptors started one of nine from the floor to start the game while the Hornets started seven of 10, sorry, make that eight of 11 from three to start the game. In fact, the Hornets led 28 to six to start this game. The only reason why, I mean, maybe there's a chance you might've thought the Raps would be in this game was because Kyle Lowry was trying to keep it close. And I mean, as Kyle Lowry made a run, the Hornets would come right back with even more threes. They were up 42 to 20 in this first quarter. And this is a telltale sign of what happened to the Raps in this game. In the first quarter, the Hornets had 12 assists on 14 made field goals. Okay. They hit 11 threes. They were 11 for 16 from three-point land. The 11 threes in the first quarter were the most three-pointers versus the Raptors in any quarter ever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. <laughs> I mean, 20, the, the Raptors, it just was horrible. 44 to 24 after one, the Hornets led. Most points in a quarter this season given up by the Raps. Second most points in a first quarter ever given up in franchise history. And it was just ugly from there on out. I know the Raps kind of made it close, but not really. They're down by as many as 25. They're able to get it to 15 at half. Ball had 16 in the first half. And, you know, the Hornets gave the Raptors a chance here because as hot as they were shooting in that first quarter, they struggled mightily in the second quarter. And the final seven minutes and 14 seconds of that second quarter, the Hornets only had seven points. The Raps, again, closed the lead, kind of, but not really. One of the reasons why the Raps struggled in this game was Norman Powell started three of 12 from the floor. And Norm, when this team is healthy... They need Norm to ball out. When you're without Pascal, Fred, and OG, you need Norm to ball. And 3 of 12 isn't going to cut it. Hornets go on a 9-0 run early in the, in the second half. And it was jam done. There's really not much to break down in this game. The Hornets were just shooting threes. Like, it, it was insane. Absolutely insane what's going on. Shouts to my guy Rasho. I see my guy Rasho in the Twitch stream. Again, send your comments and questions wherever you're listening, whether you're on Twitch, whether you're on Twitter, whether you are on Instagram or on YouTube, taking your comments and questions live. My guy Rasho on Twitch says, let's go. Have a good show, kid. Also says, I know everyone has to deal with COVID, but man, when you're missing three big parts, when you're the raps again, it, and the reason why that's such a big deal is because the Raptors with their full team, 
with everybody healthy. And I've been saying this from the start of the year. Depth was going to be an issue. So obviously depth becomes an even greater issue when you're dealing with a bunch of guys out of the lineup as the Raptors are right now. And that's just going to be tough to overcome against any team in the league. And the Hornet, a Hornets team that's playing a lot better, a Hornets team that is sniffing around at the playoffs for the first time in a long time, a Hornets team that has Michael Jordan at a lot more games than we might have seen Michael Jordan, their owner, in the past few years. I mean, you're just looking at what's going on and you think this is a good team. That's a solid team. And the Raptors, with their full roster, would have a tough time against this Hornets team. And obviously, they'd fare a lot better. Obviously, they'd have a chance to win. But when you don't have those three guys, it makes the job, the task, that much more difficult. Continue with the comments here. I'll switch over to YouTube. And Aisha says, My jaw dropped after 11 main threes in the first quarter and was somewhat hopeful at the end of the half. Halfway through the third, knew it was over. This was miserable. And you said after the 11 main threes in the first quarter, I mean, it was tough. It was very tough. Again, 25 to 4, okay? 28 to 6. Like, I'm just saying a bunch of these scores because it was ridiculous. 11 main threes in that first quarter. And it was everybody. Ball was hitting threes. Rozier was raining threes. Devontae Graham came off the bench. He was raining threes. Malik Monk got in on the action. It was a little bit of everyone just raining threes on the Raptors. And it was jammed done early. It just was. Tough times. Uh, another comment here on YouTube. I'm really scared. The future of our team is uncertain. And the present is a cluster. Masai is quiet and has not resigned or re-signed pardon me reading skills <laughs> Lowry trade rumors time to rebuild like honestly what is going to happen with the sad crying emoji I'll say this don't overreact right now when you don't have the full team because that's not really fair right you want to at least make sure that you're judging this team when everyone is healthy now if you want to talk about Will everybody on this team ever be healthy at the same time? I'm open to that discussion. But it's tough to really make a grand stance or statement on the Raptors season in this moment right now when they have three of their best players out of the lineup. It's just tough to win games in the NBA. If you take any team in the league and you remove three of their top best players, it's going to be difficult for any team to win. So it's tough. Now, when everyone comes back, the Raps are going to be in a dogfight to try and win and to try and make the playoffs. So, it, it's it's a tough spot. And I keep saying this podcast after podcast after podcast. We're all talking about Kyle Lowry and what should the Raptors do with Kyle Lowry. And I understand that conversation. That's going to be dependent on what Kyle Lowry wants to do. What I keep saying is, what are they going to do with Norm Powell? Because Norm's about to get paid. And are the Raptors going to pay Norm? So if we're talking about trading Kyle Lowry, shouldn't you also be talking about trying to trade Norm? Because do you want to bring Norm back at, at a high number? And these are all conversations. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. I'm not saying that I think this is going to happen or it's not going to happen. I'm just saying it's worth the discussion. 
because there's difficult decisions to be made up ahead for this Raptors team. But on the plus side, again, I think you wait for the whole team to come back. And of course, above all, anytime we're talking about the health and safety protocols, you hope everyone is healthy. First and foremost, you wish them a speedy recovery. You hope everything is okay because the information isn't as free flowing when you're dealing with a situation like this. So you hope everyone's healthy. But if everyone does come back, that's going to be the biggest decisions. What's going on for sure? Uh, K2's Garnett on Instagram says, I'm okay with giving Norm 16 or 17 per. Here's the thing though. A lot of your team now is tied up. If you're paying Norm that much, you paid OG that much. We know Freddie signed for what, 19 or 20? Pascal's at almost 30. Like, that's a lot. Or sorry, Pascal's at what, 25, I think? That's a lot. And so if that's your core going forward, that you're investing a lot of money in, what is the ceiling of that core? That's just the question I'm going to ask. How much more is Norm Powell going to improve when now finally you're seeing consistent norm minus tonight's game but you're seeing it for the majority of the time when this team is not at full strength so i don't know tough questions tough questions indeed more comments our future is set og van fleet siakam powell if we pay him we got a good core interesting uh, my guy Ryan Harris says it's time that they bring Rondé back and inject some heart into this team. <laughs> it's funny hearing. I know he's trolling. I know he's part trolling there, but it is funny. Just Rondé. I mean, yeah, this team could probably use Rondé. Definitely. As much as I see Baines. And I brought this up time after time during this season. Why does the Raptors, why do games open up so much with Baines shooting a three? How many games have started this season with Baines shooting a three? I don't get it. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. We keep seeing it. I don't know. Tough go for Baines again. Glow Girl Smile says that was brutal. The Hornets are much improved and we were undermanned. I don't understand why Nick Nurse didn't start Boucher instead of Baines, who was slower for this faster opponent. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if this game that makes a difference, really. I get it. They, I, I'm i not mad at bringing Boucher off the bench still. Because I like his energy and the spark that he brings off the bench. Because no matter what's going on in the game, when you bring him in, it's a positive. And I'm not, I'm not mad at Boucher coming off the bench. Because I also like the bringing him along slowly. And always having, you know, a carrot in front of him, so to speak. In which, okay, you're getting consistent minutes. Okay, now you're the sixth man. You're the first guy off the bench. Okay, well, there's still that carrot out there for you to start. So, you keep him hungry. You keep him working. I'm not mad at that so much. And, and again, I also don't think there's much of a difference right now at this point by starting him as opposed to having him come off the bench. Yeah. I mean, would you rather have Boucher on the floor with let's say one or two other starters and your bench players or would you rather have Baines coming off the bench playing with one starter and then your bench that's kind of the the matchup as well right uh 
Hubert says rebuild time. I mean, I don't know. Elijah says, wow, relax. It's not time to rebuild at all. This is going to be interesting coming up. And says the Hornets are looking like Golden State of three years ago. The way they were splashing threes was crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, Glow Girl Smile wondering, poor Boucher got headbutted twice. He plays with a lot of heart. Got to give Boucher credit. No matter what was going on in this game, my guy was up and down and fighting and scrapping. Got to give my guy credit for that for sure. Um, Angel says all these games with L's isn't even surprising. We don't have so many of our starters. Exactly. Totally agree with that. We've talked about that before. It's tough to win in this league without your best players. And the Raptors, it's going to be even more so of a thing. Percy says, Raptors are just exhausted. So many players out. So many coaches out. So many other teams beating up on them. Masai patiently waiting for a Hail Mary for next season. I don't see it happening. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what the Raps do. I'm... I'm I'm excited to see what the next move is with this team. I really am. More comments, though. Uh, pardon me, reading skills? Literally, me anytime I read in front of people? Oh, that was me earlier. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. More comments, though, from the, uh, the uh, YouTube stream. Trade deadline is soon approaching. Should be interesting what Messiah and Bobby Webster do. And yeah, I mean, all with all the names out there, whether it's Drummond, whether it's, you know, Collins, we know the Raps need a big guy. But what kind of assets, if you're the Raptors, are you realistically willing to give up? That's interesting, right? Someone says, for the future, as I move to the Twitter stream here, for the future, you seem to be tiptoeing around this question. No. I honestly think the raps, you really got to start thinking about the future. And that's why I brought up the Norm Powell thing. We keep talking about Kyle Lowry in the last year of his deal. And what do you do with Kyle Lowry? I want to know what you do with Norm Powell. That's going to be so interesting. Do you bring back Norm? Do you bring back Norm at that money? That's what I'm interested in seeing. So, so many questions leading up to the deadline. So many questions people have in terms of when are the starters going to come back, but Here's, here's what I say to that, and I urge a little bit of pause and patience with this situation because, again, we don't really know. I think we know there is one confirmed case, right? We know that much with the Raptors, but five people have been out now since before the All-Star break. So, again, I'm going to stress this. I just hope everyone's okay, and I hope, you know, Whatever's going on, I hope that there's a speedy recovery. I hope that people are fine. And I hope that at some point soon, everyone is just healthy and back to quote unquote basketball normal. And I hate saying that. I feel like we've said it time and time again in different situations over the past year. But that's the reality of the situation we're in. And, you know, the Raps play tomorrow night, they play against the Chicago Bulls. That will also be a tough game, especially when you're without these players because Nick Nurse has already stated that he does that those guys will be ruled out for tomorrow night's game as well. So that's going to be another tough game. And back-to-back -to -back tough games for the Raps, you know, 
if there is a silver lining, it was a blowout. So you got Kyle to rest for most of the fourth quarter. You got Norm to rest for most of the fourth quarter. I guess that's a silver lining if there is going to be one and a very, very tough loss for your Toronto Raptors. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Taking all your comments and questions live, but if you ever miss a show live, know that we got you covered wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast. This is what we do. So again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh, blast.